Holy shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is our final Brad and Brit cast for this week. Thank you again for joining us. So much to talk about. So little time. Yeah. Well, let's start with the inflation in oh, my pants. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> There's, that's different. It's shades of Jimmy Carter and Gerald Ford, is it not? With the uh, what no. is Ger- Gerald Ford's whip inflation now button W I N that he used to wear around the White House. <laughs> right. And by they turned that around and it turned into nitwit. When Did they? Nitwit. <laughs> That sounds like some Mad Magazine shit right there is what that sounds like. Yeah. This is not then. Then is not now. Right. But, of course, that will not stop people like you for falling for what you're hearing and immediately assuming that, yes, history is repeating itself. It doesn't repeat itself. It just rhymes. And it's kind of the same thing because gas prices are up and housing prices are up and the price of food is up just like then. And, of course... I hate to play the root causes game, but it's a little bit different this time around because uh, we didn't have the Arabs cutting off the oil. We didn't have I mean, it was a whole different uh, it was a whole different scene. But it is not fun, and you do have you do have some some families that are struggling right now. Obviously, I'm not, say, I'm not saying that. But uh, since we're incapable, we're incapable of getting past the uh, the painfully obvious. And we really cannot have any kind of nuanced discussion beyond this is Joe Biden's fault. Vote Biden out. Put the Republicans back in because they're really good with economics. This would never happen. I mean, right. That's going to be essentially the the Republican argument going forward. This is Joe Biden's fault. The, the greatest economy in the history of the world we lived with for the last four years before this. Right. Because we had a genius in there. And now. Uh, you know, a president sippy cup idiot just doesn't know what to do. And by, by God, if we just had Donald Trump in control at the wheel right now, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So well, let's just put aside that silly hyperbole, hyperbole and, and, um, and, and figure this out for a moment. And by the way, before we start, I must uh, tip my hat to our local newspaper, the one I subscribe to. I get the yeah. printed version. It gets dropped on my on my driveway every morning, the news and record, because over the summer, they raised the price of a subscription 35%. Right. And uh, this was really before uh, inflation became the front page story everywhere, topic A. They were they were ahead of the curve, and uh, they, were, they were more than happy to just jack the shit out of the subscription price overnight by 35% take it or leave it now do you believe that they either knew this was coming and they want to get they wanted to get out ahead of it or they wanted to raise the prices and then for the next year or two while everything else is going up say we're not raising our prices of course they were already raised or or um, were they just uh, greedy sons of bitches who saw an opportunity to try to get away with something, and they did. And, of course, the price of some commodities has gone up way past 35%, right? Sure, Several sure. commodities have doubled or tripled or, you know, 
uh, you know, oil and, and, and natural gas and lumber, yeah. they all went up. So I should be thankful that the news oh, and record only raised the oh, subscription oh, price 35% back in well, July. You know what's going to have to happen? Is I, I, think, I, think they're, I think they're probably going to have to fire a bunch of people to that newspaper. There's nobody left to fire. Oh, oh shit. There's nobody left. There. There's no one there. <laughs> Which makes you wonder why they're raising the price of it. They're not paying anybody. Like nobody's getting the money from the, the raising of the price of this thing. So who the what, how the fuck does the price go up? Right. A a anyway, that's 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 just a that's just a side light. Look, cl clearly, the most visible sign of inflation all the time is the price of gasoline because it's it's on the it's on the highway, it's on the streets that you drive every day and. And you see it now. I was uh, just out in California last week, and uh, when you see video, when they shoot pictures of gas stations in California, I'm here to tell you, it's not fake news. Price, you know, I was in Orange County and in Los Angeles uh, uh, County, and in general, this is the price right now. It's either 479, sometimes 509. That seemed to be about the prevailing price of regular gasoline which is really really high but of course california and hawaii always have way higher prices than the rest of the country but that's still that that's that's kind of off the charts kind of stuff however right. we're not going to play the let's get up let's figure out how how the uh, no, price that's, really no, is when you compare it uh, you can't do it you can't you do can't, it you it's can't do it's it. uh, that's stupid and you can also you know you can talk about how like again at the uh you know, if, if things are up, what was it, six percent that we were given as far as the inflation? Was that was that what we we're talking about? And remember what that means. That's six percent annualized. Yeah. Whatever they every time, but people don't. They don't even know that. Most of them, don't you think? Don't you think no, that when somebody when, hang on, Britt, let me ask. When when they say the headline, the inflation is up six percent. People go, well, yeah. Last month, gasoline exactly. was only you know a you know two ninety. Now it's it's three. 25 that's six percent they believe that that's or, enough of course it's or it's they go uh I, I paid 80 dollars for groceries last month so that's four dollars and 80 cents more i gotta pay this month that's six percent right. so but you can't i mean but that's that's ridiculous but people just know. know that it, it hurts i know it just hurts when you go to the store you're paying more for shit that's the important thing you can't tell them oh you're stupid for feeling this way you're dumb do the math no, it just you're paying more for shit, and families that are already stretched thin are they can't take it, they can't handle it, right. they, they can't, right. they're breaking. Right. So then, if you really get wonky, if you really get uh, intellectual, mm -hmm. if you really get pointy-headed, uh, University of Chicago, mm -hmm. Harvard, Stanford economist on folks, and you start to say, "Well, hold the phone," the difference between inflation now and during the uh, you know, the, the seventies and eighties and really big inflation that we know about really started during Nixon's term when they boy, when they uh, threw in the oil embargo in 73 and off we were for the rest of the decade. I mean, it never yeah. really receded until we got into the, into the eighties until Reagan fixed America. That's again, the narrative. If you'd like to continue well, Reagan, that Reagan did not fix America, but that, the, that's the narrative guy did. He actually did. He crushed inflation. At what price? A recession. That's what happens. If you want to, you know, we we can have we can crush inflation right now. We can if they want to raise interest rates to the moon, collapse the stock market, 
and mm. give us a recession so that all the people who have now regained their jobs in the last year, which is actually a record number in one year, let's get them out of work again. Let's have the restaurants close again. Let's get back. And you know what? Then the price of bread won't go up anymore. And by the way, we can get that price of gasoline back down to, to 175 again, and things will be great, right? So there's this big balance there, but I know you can't talk about these things, but we can, Britt. We can talk about them here. Why is that? Why is that? Because we're on a podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you had a pandemic in uh, 1974. That, no, no. I'm sorry. That's now. No, we had an event, <laughs> a once in a century, hopefully once in a millennium event that collapsed the world economy very, very temporarily, and the government action that was taken, beginning in the Trump administration, to keep the economy from going off the side of the road and over the cliff was to put money into the economy, as inefficient very often as government is in doing that. I guess if you drop enough money from the helicopter, it keeps things going. It does. It did. And the price of that here on the other end clearly is some inflation. Right now, it seems like it's a lot of inflation. But uh, I will not use the word transitory because you'll just shove it up my ass as I would deserve to have you do if I used it. But you know what? Life is transitory. It's not forever. And, and inflation won't be. And there's no way to know which month is going to be the one where where suddenly... Things stop going up. I believe the price of oil has stopped going up recently uh, and, and, and things of that sort. But as always, it's always shittier and faster on the way up than it is on the way down. We've seen that with, with everything, right? It takes them forever to send you the rebate. But uh, amazing, you run your credit card and look three minutes later, boom, the money's already uh, <laughs> being being put into your account. We know how that works. So it's... It's it's fast. It's devastating right now. And when you had a collapsed economy, it's hard to get things working again. Thus, the famous supply chain issue. Thus, the famous we ain't got enough truck drivers to drive the trucks to move the shit out of the warehouses. I, did, I don't care about any of this. I, I just want to know, Uncle know. Grandpa, Uncle Grandpa President, what are you going to do about this? Uncle Grandpa what? President, what are you going to do about my hot pockets that have gone up 10 you know 30 days or whatever that's that i that's all i want to know that's all america wants to know i understand and you know what there's just nothing better than good old simplistic american stupidity to drive <laughs> policy by by pandering politicians who will um you know, go to the lowest common denominator and uh again inflation is another issue just that affects everyone but because we have a, a system of politics that uh, can only be reflexively blaming the other side for every issue, and now, probably more than you can remember and I can remember in our lifetime, never ever, except with rare exceptions, getting together to find solutions because you know that would be actually good for the country, but it might not get you elected in your, your district in, uh, in even years when elections happen. Um, you know, we're, we're in trouble because a, a president cannot do one thing or a thing to reverse prices. It, it doesn't work that way. You can't play the, we live in a free market economy. Um, uh, uh, things will work out. The system 
uh, has this way of balancing itself over. You you can't say that when things are going well, but then when things get tough, not say, well, we're going to depend on the free market system to start to allocate resources to the correct places. Over time, there will be more competition and prices will not continue to go up forever. It doesn't. It It's always happened. Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it's it's quick. And we just don't know when that that top number in terms of the inflation rate is going to be reached. This might be it. Might be next month. Might that's not a terrible. Be that's a April, terrible April, answer. Maybe? That's a terrible answer. I thought it was a great answer. That's a terrible. A if, if Joe Biden goes out and goes, oh, this might be the top number. It might not be, and it could work its way out or not. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Everybody enjoy Veterans Day. That's gonna I'm suck. not the president. I don't have to. I don't. I can say whatever I want. So so can you. Um, uh, Joe Biden has to, and he's pretty good at it. Uh, he can feel your pain. He's empathetic. Mm. Um, uh, he has no shortage of that. Um, but there are things that are out of a president's control for which he will, or she will be blamed. And inflation is actually one of those. And we've seen other presidents who've been unable to get control of inflation, get blamed and not win re-election. George H.W. Bush, hello. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Carter, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, Richard Nixon, who lost that, that I'm sorry, he won re-election. Uh, but remember, he won re-election in 72 before we had inflation, before also the, the oil embargo. You so you, you, you don't know. He you can't do the uh, things were way bet worse back in the 70s thing either. That's another thing Joe Biden can't. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear, right. uh, 78 sucked. Right. It was much worse than this, but, and the Rick, Arabs were killing us. You could you could not be more right, except when the seventies need to be used to trash <laughs> Joe Biden. Then yes, it's yeah, the seventies. Yeah, roll it out. But if you <laughs> right, if you if you uh, describe the honest differences between then and now, but we don't want to hear that. No, fuck but that. if it's you know, uh, Joe, Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter on on steroids. Yeah, that I want to hear. Yeah. At least yeah, back tell in the, how at least, we're going to get out of it, Tucker. Come on, Tucker. You're like the number one doctor. I'll bet you're the number one economist, too. You, you get how you do it. At least back in the 70s, you could grab a woman's ass without being canceled. That's the way it was, and we liked it. You can, you may have to pay too much for gasoline and things were inflated, but you could grab a woman's ass anytime you wanted and get away with it. Those were the 70s. Good God. Right. I want to I want to talk about like, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about I'm just going to show everybody who's watching a picture. And I want to talk about this asshole. I want to talk about this piece of shit. <laughs> I'm showing uh for those of you on the audio form, I'm showing a picture of that piece of shit from Kenosha who went into Kenosha anyway, Kyle Rittenhouse, and he had a breakdown and he cried his little baby bitch head off yesterday on the stand during his trial. And it looks completely like he's going to get off. It looks like they're, they're going to, because the judge in this case, if you've been paying any attention at all, I've never seen a judge that was so in the defense pocket ever in a case than this son of a bitch. And it looks like this guy is going to get it, get off for murdering two people in Kenosha. He's the poster child for so many guys in uh, white unwoke America, Donald Trump's America. They love this little piece of garbage who obviously clearly is some sort of man-child who makes himself feel like he's got a dick by carrying around a semi-automatic weapon. And he cried like a little baby on the stand. And all I, I, I saw all of this analysis. You know, that's really going to help him. That's going to help him because that's going to humanize him to the jury. 
You know, I, I, I'm just like, what? What am I watching? What am I looking at? And and it just looks like to me that this guy literally is going to get away with murder, Brad. Uh, I would tend to uh, agree with you, unfortunately. And, you know, we may have to permanently shift what's the matter with Kansas to what's the matter with Wisconsin. Oh, God. Although this might happen on, you know, on the watch of any other state's judicial system also. But... Uh, my question to you is that picture that you show, and, and people who who see they they know what it looks like when he was standing up mm-hmm. there crying yesterday over and over again. Is that going to replace the famous Michael Jordan crying <laughs> meme? Jeez, how that becomes yeah. some sort of virtue? I don't, I don't, you know, to to the Donald Trump Jr. I like to shoot elephants crowd. They think that this guy is just a hero. He's the new Charlton Heston, right? He's like the greatest thing that's ever come to the Second Amendment. He, he's he's a godsend to them, and that's why they're throwing their support behind him. I don't, I don't know. He might get his own series on Fox Nation by the time this entire thing is over. But I saw that uh, Anna Navarro on The View says uh, he could be headed for Congress. He could be nominated <laughs> to run for – now, he's not old enough yet. You have, you have to be 25. Oh, God. However, you had to be 18 to have a gun in fucking Wisconsin, too. And you you can't be dragging it over state lines when you're 17. But that may be the only thing that he gets convicted on. And they'll plead that out. And then everything else, the the self-defense crap is going to stand. I mean, this proves... Everything that your mother or your father or your guardian or your coach ever said to you in your life, which was, you shouldn't go to that party. You shouldn't hang out with those people. You shouldn't be there. You're just going to get in trouble. Stay home tonight and watch Chiller Theater. You'll be much better. Chiller Theater. That, that was that was the one in Columbus. That was the one in Columbus. I, remember. I think they call yeah. it Net. I think Netflix is something the young people watch now. I'm not sure. Right, right. But um, th- th- this idea that he was trying to put out there that oh, that he was some kind of a, a junior achievement yeah. medic. Yeah. That he was an EMT kind yeah. of person, just just up there to help people. Because and and Britt, you know this better than I. When when an EMT crew is sent out to to pick someone up, they're usually heavily armed <laughs> with military grade weapons, right? I think That's the guy. The I think the do. guy that testified, yeah. the guy who he shot in the arm, I think he was an actual paramedic, like licensed and studied and practicing and all that shit. So instead, he's like it's. The narrative has become so lost. And, and did you see the judge? I mean, you've seen the judge berating the prosecution. He did it out. You know, he sent the jury away, and then he admonished them as though they were children because the the prosecution was trying to bring up the fact that this guy was silent when he was when he was arrested. Okay? You know, you do have the right to remain silent. The judge felt that he had been very betrayed, and then he, he just tore into him like you would a child who stole cookies. Well, see, Britt, it's what you don't understand. You're not a, a lawyer like I am. That was the worst <laughs> breach of legal ethics in the history of the United States. And that judge <laughs> was just upholding the legal canons by which uh, we all depend on for integrity. In, well, 
should, should the prosecutor have done that? Probably not. Was it the end of the world where the judge used the famous, that was a brazen blah, blah, blah. What the hell? Who, who talks like that? Nobody. Don't be um, brazen to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I, yeah. I, I don't understand this. And I mean, for everybody, every, every black person who has seen like a, a system of one system of justice for us, one system of justice for white folks, this is this is completely and totally exhibit A, B, C, D, and E. They're looking at this little punk ass bitch who who stormed into the city, admits he stormed into the city, not trying to protect his family, not trying to protect his person. He wanted to be part of the party. He wanted to be cool, and now. He's going to get away with it because this judge is a complete asshole. And uh I guess that I, I don't know. I'm 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 it just it's so disheartening. It's so I try not to be negative. You know, I I look at all the stuff that's happening. You talked about the inflation and stuff, and I it feels like the red tsunami in 2022. It just feels like there it between this and Tony Morrison. And, and the stupid social issues and bullshit like that, the Republicans are going to kill in 2022 is what it looks like to me, but I don't want to feel that way. I, I, I wouldn't take uh, the, the possibility, the probability that he uh, is selling and his lawyers are selling the self-defense um, idea and uh, he will be acquitted on this as some kind of a political endorsement for Republicans, okay, because I I do think that uh, even if Donald Trump is not on the ballot in 2022, well, of course, yes, he is. He, he's going to be on the ballot for as long as we live, probably, figuratively, uh, certainly not literally. But, um, you know, at some point, public opinion should, word should means nothing, I know, should start to be reflected in the way people vote. And, you know, we know what public opinion is in terms of gun access, gun registration, yeah. gun safety. It's overwhelmingly uh, in the, the 60, 70, 80% range, depending on how you're framing the question and what you're talking about. And uh, if the NRA, you know, which is now has kind of moved to the top of the list as one of the most corrupt organizations in America. And when they've been labeled a terrorist organization, I don't think that's hyperbolic at all because they are. And now that there are tapes, there are recordings of the way the NRA has behaved behind the scenes uh, after mass shootings like Sandy Hook, the tapes are out there now. The recordings exist of what they were plotting and scheming the day after on what kind of public statements to make. Cause we always would, we want wonder what the NRA is going to say about this. And boy, you, if you don't think that uh, uh, they weren't talking and trying to figure out what would be the best way to frame this, to make them look good and to not blame the gun, but to, to, to blame a crazy guy or, or something, you're right. That's what's happening. And if they want to use this as some kind of uh, uh, analogy for Charlton Heston, who was, I believe, the first person at the uh, NRA convention some 20 years ago to say, 
the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Or maybe Wayne LaPierre himself said that. I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Excuse me for confusing Wayne LaPierre and Charlton Heston. Wayne LaPierre was not Moses. He was Joshua, right? Right. No, he, well, uh, see, Wayne LaPierre couldn't part the water, but he did get a, a boat that he could hang out in on the water. So, I, I you know, Have there's, you there's a big what a difference. pussy that guy is. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen what a wimp he is? What I'm a, sorry. What a fraud. What a fake. What a, oh my all of, God. All of these macho gun owning guys turn out to be the biggest pussies, including Kyle Rittenhouse, including Wayne Lapierre. All of these guys are just, I, 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 there's a difference I find in the culture. Like I knew a lot of people who grew up in a gun culture and they used guns to hunt and it was just part of life. They didn't have to buy an AK or an AR-15 to make themselves feel like a man and go blow apart pumpkins in their backyard. That just didn't happen. The, the, the guns were a part of life. You hunted with them. You used the meat to feed your family. Uh, and then th- I find some of these idiots like the Kyle Rittenhouse in life, they, they figure out, oh, this is cool. I need to shoot stuff because I'm, I'm a little pussy boy. That's a little bit different. And so many of these guys who grew up in urban uh, environments and stuff, and they can't get their penises touched by women, they think that they need to go to the gun store, get them a big old AR-15, and head to some gun range to make themselves feel like a man. And it makes them look so small, and it makes them look so fucking pathetic, but there's an entire culture to support them. There's an entire culture that will tell them this is a great thing. You're doing the right thing. You're a patriot. You're what the real Americans are. These other idiots over here, they don't even know what's going on. They're a bunch of socialist assholes trying to take away your freedoms. You hang on to that penis gun as long as you can because they're trying to take it away from you. There's a whole culture to support this shit. Uh, yeah, and the the NRA itself was at the forefront of that change several decades ago and they decided to go where the money was yeah they did right to 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 to, to figure it out and bore and, and and bore right in there um we were with some people over the weekend i've told you i was out in los angeles at a wedding you know you meet people you've never met in your life from the other right. side all right and a couple of guys that were sitting at our table and and for reference purposes i'll just call them uday and kuse Okay, <laughs> a couple of guys like that at your table, and and they they were fairly pleasant. But one guy went out of his way, and you couldn't tell whether it was shtick or not. But he wanted to let you know that he was in Mensa. He was a he was a genius. He was a super genius. It's important. Right? It's important to him in right. his life. Right. And uh, first of all, there there was nothing that he said that indicated to me that he was of some superior intellect, <laughs> as, as big a dope as the rest of us. But my take on this, if you're a member of Mensa, you don't have to say a word. People who are members of Mensa don't talk about it. They don't go bragging on it. They don't wear a button that says, I'm uh, Mensa. You know, they don't wear a make Mensa great again hat. They don't do any of that. And it's the same with guns. If you're secure in your person and you are a gun owner, you're not uh, hopping into a car. when there is a, a, a public riot going on, thinking that you're your own uh, uh, personal uh, sheriff, Matt Dillon, uh, who's going to clean up the town and make things safe for, for everyone else. You're just looking for trouble. <laughs> and you know what? You're going to find trouble. If, look, look for trouble. It's always there for you. And, and uh, you, you got to wonder about the true 
meant i'm surprised this this, this guy hasn't uh, uh claimed insanity um but they must have figured they had enough of a, a case with conventional self-defense that they didn't have to go there but that whole crying shtick and i use the word lightly shtick mm-hmm. uh did he practice that um how, how does that work okay is this method acting is this uh, is it lee strasberg uh, I'm sorry, Lee Strasberg is dead. He just taught yeah. all the great actors of, That's of, of last generation how to act um, because he clearly had told this story many, many times in preparation. Did he cry every time he told the story? This was just pathetic, ridiculous theater. I don't think, um, I, and how does, if it's, if it's genuine, I don't understand like how any legal analyst or anybody goes, well, that's really helpful to him. No, he looks emotionally imbalanced like someone who shouldn't have a fucking gun. That's what he looks like to me. Yeah, but that doesn't, the should he have a gun issue is not what's on trial. Yeah, but also it's it's, it's when he does I, have I a know, gun. When it, no, but when, wait, 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 wait. When he does no, but when he does have a gun in his hand, he doesn't look like someone who can control his emotions enough to use the gun properly. That's what it looks like when he has the gun in his hand. He looks like someone who would break down emotionally and act illegally to shoot people. That's what it looks like to me, and 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 this is de facto on its face evidence of that. When he's on the stand breaking down, talking about it, if you can't talk so then, about it, how? Based on how what you, you just said, what what would be his crime? As you just described it, he either is guilty of murder, or he isn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything you just said is a hundred percent true, but not relevant to the idea that he thought. He was in mortal danger that uh, this other guy was trying to bash the shit out of him with a skateboard and or a gun, the other guy, and he shot them in self-defense. That's all that's on trial here. And everything that we know to be true about this guy, that he he shouldn't probably be let out of prison for for 50 years, is not relevant to, you know, how they they, uh, uh, fashion and position the defense against these charges, there is an argument that he got overcharged, that they they, they yeah. went too far and that I've they could that. have gotten him for, for, for something less. And I think that is even more true here because in this case, there is no racial component to it. Exactly. And we should be, should we be thrilled that there's no race? Well, not thrilled, but at least that isn't part of it, except for the fact that, of course, the 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 uh, the riots in that city were because of the shooting of mm-hmm. uh, that Jacob Blake who was black but yeah. but on the streets that night on the streets that night were mostly white people okay um, so it's 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 just terrible and and it is simple to just play the if this was a seventeen year old black kid who crossed state lines and got into a tussle on the streets of anywhere USA and killed two people, uh, two black people, black on black crime, then you'd have the same folks go, yeah. what about black on black crime? What about the people in Chicago that got shot this weekend? Nobody <laughs> said it, right? You, you can just hear it ringing in your ears. <laughs> but if this, this is white privilege. 
this is white privilege in case. Well, it, and it is, and it's extremely disappointing. And, and again, just to see him break. No, I'm sorry. And I, I'm going to give a hint to you. Nothing really signals. I have a small penis, like walking around with military style shit and a gun. Maybe the 45 year old guy in the $80,000 sports car. That might be the other thing that really signals that I have the smallest penis ever, but we're moving on. And speaking of racial stuff, the trial in Georgia of the guy that was executed because people, uh, the, the white guys in his neighborhood knew that there were, he was jogging and there were a bunch of breakings and enterings in the area. It's an all white jury in Georgia. Do, I, 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 again, am skeptical that justice is going to be done here, but surprise me, Georgia, please come, come through with this one. This one seems like it's all this. The, the skids are greased. Are they not? What year is this? 1931. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry again, this, and, and again, I know there's legal issues and there's this and there's that, and there's this statute, but this one seems to be fairly open and shut. These guys executed this poor guy for doing nothing. And I'm sorry, it, that's a five minute opening and closing. I could give you in court. And that seems to be the case to me, but it's, it's obviously it's not. And they're going to try to stretch this out. I, I, I feel like, you know, the, the anguish that I have for, uh, America, not just black folks in America, but for our country that once again, you know, you you can see how, how black folks just get so tired. It's the same story over and over again. This happens. It looks so obvious. Oh no, it's not that. Guess what? Whitey gets off again. And, 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 you know, lather, rinse, repeat. It it just seems it's disgusting to me, Brad. I don't have the, uh, the actual details in front of me of how they got, is, is it uh, 11 out of 12 jurors or white? Is that the, uh, is that I think the that's there? correct. Yeah. I think that's what I'm right. looking at. Um, does that constitute some kind of bizarre interpretation of the phrase jury of his peers? So if, a, if white redneck assholes kill a black guy, they're entitled to be judged by white redneck assholes, 12 out of uh, 11 out of 12. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how you don't get a racially diverse jury beyond, you know, like the jury has been gerrymandered <laughs> just like congressional districts where they figured out how to, 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 to get that done. That's terrible. But jury you know selection, is- maybe, maybe we won't be disappointed. Let's wait till the verdict is in and then we will jump. Okay. Jury selection for the case lasted for 11 days. Lawyers were initially given a pool of 48 potential jurors, 12 of whom were black. I believe Brad, that's 25% if I'm doing the math correctly, but it didn't turn out that 25% of the jury that was seated was black. Well, Brit, uh, may I just say they just weren't qualified. <laughs> they didn't. You wanted to give that jury seat to us. <laughs> okay. I have a, I have a question here. Yes. Who killed Herman Cain? <laughs> well, have you I'm seen say, the answer? I, have you not, seen the answer? I've not seen the answer. I'm going to say it's Donald John Trump Sr. What's the correct answer? Well, a bunch of staff members who work with Trump on that rally out in Tulsa, they knew ahead of time that they were headed for trouble. They knew that Trump getting back out there on the campaign trail to try to fix his poll numbers because they were were going down in the spring of 2020, if you remember. And they knew that this was going to be a political disaster. And uh, this is putting aside all the, you know, the fake ticket thing that that happened. Um, And 
at that point, you had aides on the staff already testing positive for coronavirus, right? And, you know, it was already part of the don't you dare wear a mask. It shows your weak component of Republicanism and specifically Trumpism. So uh, there you go. They knew it. And uh, so you have these staff members talking to Jonathan Carl of ABC, who is a, you know what, when you start to look back, you know, he's written several books about Trump, having covered him very, very closely, not just now, not just during administration, his administration, but before that. So, you know, he's as much of a, a, an expert on this situation as as anybody. Here's the quote. The news this is out of Carl's book. The news devastated Trump campaign staff. Many felt they were to blame for his death. We killed Herman Cain, one senior staffer told uh, ABC at the time, not long after Cain's death. There it is. Uh, now, what does that mean? It means nothing. We know that because nothing means anything, right? Or everything means nothing. But it, uh, it does add to what you said and I said and everybody said after Herman Cain, shortly following that rally, uh, got sick with COVID and died shortly thereafter. And by the way, since there's a tweet for everything, I don't think there is a tweet from Donald Trump about Herman Cain. I recall him never saying a word about it. Am I right or am I wrong? Am I, I never met him. Don't know who he is. I'm not right. familiar exactly. with him. Exactly. No, so, that's, that's, uh, who killed I, Herman Cain? It was, it was, it's funny that the staff is taking this so seriously, but Donald Trump himself not really accepting any responsibility at all. Well, it's look, you, you, you know, everybody that worked for Trump, you know, they weren't all exactly like Trump. You know, they thought that they were going to get some career advancement, a little yeah. resume buff up, uh, you know, something for having been part of a presidential administration. But they all weren't, by definition, you know, the worst human beings in the world. There's only one person that gets that designation. There's only one. Well, okay, Giuliani, Bannon, mm -hmm. all right, okay, several people. S Stephen Miller. <laughs> right, but at the staff level, people who might be in charge of organizing rallies and security and things of that sort, uh, people who came from other walks of life who weren't necessarily 100% political but were sympathetic enough to Trump to join his administration mm -hmm. at any point to do what are, you know, uh, kind of commodity jobs, jobs that have to be done, staff level positions that have to be filled in any administration, they surely saw and are talking to Jonathan Carl, and it's in his book now, that they knew that that Tulsa rally was a disaster just waiting to happen. And it was actually worse than they probably anticipated because the place was less than half full. It was like a fourth full, like 5,000 people in a, in a 19,000 seat um, arena, something like that. So, it, it, it was a total, and, and that was, you know, three days after, of course, Trump lied and bragged about how they sold it out and there were thousands of people waiting to get in. They were coming in from all over the country. You know, the usual hyperbolic bullshit that was disproven uh, when the when the event occurred. So, um, yeah, again, is this a big deal? Well, no, but, well, yeah, in a normal world, it would be. Well, they killed um, a guy. I mean, you know, but, <laughs> so I think the Herman Cain's family it might be something, right. but they may even be right. in denial. I don't know. I'm not right. sure. Right. But uh, has anyone in his family spoken up about this that you know? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen not, any follow-up. Not a word. Not so, one word. So, 
so that that's kind of doubly sad. If you saw, uh, I know Jonathan Carl's been on a lot of shows. He was on Colbert the other night, and he yeah. said he talked to the president about January the sixth. And Trump goes, "They just wouldn't report on the size of how huge that rally was. It was huge." Right. And then Carl's like, like "That is the, I, I that is the we, story. That was. I the think story. we missed the. Oh somehow God. we missed the point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. go back to some court stuff. Uh, Trump asked for a stop for a stay to stop the release of the records from the National Archives. Continues to try to run out the clock as the judge who gave the ruling on Tuesday continues to say, "I'm going to work judiciously on this, and we're going to get this re- resolved pretty quickly." Here's a fun game for you to play, Brad. When was the last time that Trump had a win in court? When what is the last win you remember for Donald John Trump Sr. in court? Um I don't know. I don't know. They won yeah. something in Pennsylvania like in last December, like eleven months ago. It was inconsequential to the results of the election. But they had some ballot thing that they won in Pennsylvania. I think that I believe that is the last court victory for the Donald Trump team. I think I, I think that there was there was something about the votes being counted here, but it never again had anything to do with the the results in Pennsylvania, which were really not very much in doubt at all. Well, see, in this case, where a a federal judge a federal judge makes a reasoned intelligent, clearly constitutional decision about the fact that Donald Trump is not a king, is not the current president, and really has no actual control over uh, documents and emails and uh, tweets and, and, and everything else that uh, were, were done by people in his administration and is not covered by executive privilege because only the current president decides that. And yes, Donald Trump can keep going to Joe Biden and asking him if if Joe Biden will will put a blanket over things that. And of course, that's a, that's stupid. <laughs> nice. Um, so the judge makes a decision on um, Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. And in the classic definition of chutzpah, Trump and his lawyers go back as they're allowed to do to the same judge with the same non-evidence with the same plea with the same bullshit and uh, ask demand that that judge throw out her own ruling from, you know, uh, 36 hours before. I mean, this is like, this is like uh, when, when you're a teenager and your parents, they're taking away your car, you were drinking and you're grounded for a week. So what do you do? You go in on day two of your grounding and, and say, will you reconsider the evidence? No, you, you were fucking drinking, kid. You're done. That's I've it. made my decision. The That's evidence didn't change, and yeah. I'm not going to argue against myself. I made the right decision. But only Trump, of course, would be you know, so boldly obnoxious to think that a judge would reverse herself after this ruling. So... You know, will all the uh, the documents and the the emails and the and the uh, the text messages and whatever kind of uh, papers uh, transfer on Friday, either you know with paper or electronically? I don't know because I guess it's possible. This is so tedious to say this and hear it, but there could be a temporary stay 
for maybe a few days. I mean, this is the game, right? Everything. Let's try to run out the clock and and and, and go a few more years. You know, Trump would do us all a favor. He would just die. Yeah. Help a lot. It would really help things a lot. Sure. But this seemed to be in the cards right now. He continues to live. Um, so I guess the 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 weight of it all coming down at once, some of it is going to crush. Some of it is going to hurt him. And it is starting to to hurt him legally. He can't get out of all these things. He's got civil suits against he's got all kinds of crap going on. Um and you know this one really does feel like Nixon's tapes. First of all, the Supreme Court, if it does get to that level, is likely to not even take the case. Okay. They're they're like they may take the issue where they take the case on purpose to find nothing. Block the transfer of this kind of. of well, here's a good question. Here's a good question because we know that, that Trump doesn't use doesn't doesn't uh, use email. Mm-hmm. That idea goes back, you know, for decades to mob bosses and other people don't That's easy for the government to uh, to wire to or, or um, and there's a school of thought of just how brilliant that is that there's there's no paper trail behind Donald Trump but you know what guess what there is a paper trail behind Donald well it's own stupid giant handwriting on yeah. curtain, but everyone around him everyone around him I know it's going to come as a shock to Donald Trump but everyone around him, no matter what they were saying, that they would take a bullet for Donald Trump, and not very many people really said that. But he thinks everyone would, even though he knows everyone really hates him. But he has to pretend that he has this loyalty. But if you don't think that uh, everyone wasn't doing what James Comey did, which is every time they talked to Trump or were in his presence, as soon as they left the room, they wrote everything down, and that exists somewhere, or they were sending emails or texts to each other or Slack or, or whatever they have in the White House to, to communicate with each other. They're kidding themselves. They, they do that. So mm-hmm. it is all down. It just isn't written by Trump. And if his defense is going to be, uh, that's all fake. That didn't happen. That's that, You know that's what they'll do. It's not going to stand up, but that's what they're going to say. And you remember, he's the only one that's truthful. He's the only one you can depend on. Well, you know what? We might be able to depend on you a little bit more if you'd ever sent a fucking email or sent a <laughs> about what you meant to do illegally. If not, we're just going to depend on everybody who's ever been around you. Right. I'll, I'll bet you, and uh, here's a little think piece. I'm thinking out loud right here, right now. Do you think that Mike Pence also never used a computer, never sent texts, that Mike Pence... Uh, didn't communicate electronically with anyone. I'll bet you he did. I'll bet you about now. Mike Pence has not been subpoenaed, right? He hasn't, but uh, kind of lurking in the background are all the people that Pence communicated with. They can. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, you know, on paper, as we talk about this, it just seems there's going to be enough evidence to go uh, straight after Trump as they go up this tree as they try to be as deliberate 
as possible in gathering the evidence and then formulating it and sending it off to the to the uh, Justice Department if the department itself isn't doing these kinds of investigations. And they are mm-hmm. in tandem with the Congress and in tandem with a free press that's still free at this hour. It could change next hour. Uh, so uh, uh, him getting smacked down by the same federal judge, you know, in less than 48 hours. Gee, what does that tell you, Trumpers? What does that tell you? You suck. That's what it tells you. I know. know. Nothing shakes them. Nothing moves them. And we're not going to be able to do it today. I think we'll be able to do it Monday. Yeah, definitely Monday. Right. And uh, last thing. Um, Superman is back in town. Cam Newton is back with the Carolina Panthers. This was a subject that was discussed last week and the week before in sports world and it was immediately crushed right they'd be crazy to bring him back they just would be nuts right so apparently it really is true there are just a limited number of people who at least have the rudimentary skills to play a respectable game of quarterback in the nfl cam newton certainly one of them and because he has a a track record several years ago being fantastic Mm-hmm. They're hoping magic will return and that psychologically that this is such a warm, friendly place until he has a shitty game or throws four bad passes in a row. <laughs> he'll get booed back to uh, to Bill Belichick's house. Um, but uh, maybe he's played so little over the last few years, he could benefit from you know, not getting knocked around as much as he did in his prime. I don't know. What is he, 32 Thirty-three. I mean, in in, well, in dog years, he's still fairly young. In quarterback years, because of the style that he plays, which is you know kind of battering ram, uh, uh, you know, straight up the middle. Although you know he he knew how to go out to to the. He he. I think he's going to do a lot more sliding and getting out of bounds. But I, you know, yeah. I'm old enough. To, I'm old enough to remember when this man was a pariah for not getting a vaccine. I'm old enough to remember when well, he was, we already he's, had Sam Darnold. He he didn't get one, and then he got one. So that that's now not a consideration. He's been lapped by about 150 other people, right. including you know th- this asshole uh, Aaron Rodgers, who has seen his esteem fall greatly in about 10 days. So yeah, right. yeah. Welcome back, Cam. Right, right. So you know what? Uh, this is one of those we really do wish him well because if he did play well, you know, and if Christian McCaffrey really stayed healthy you might have a real team again like at the beginning of the season i don't think it's going to happen it'd be a great story if it did right it'd be the comeback he'd be the comeback kid of of the decade if uh if he did that it'd be it'd be a great story we'll see and you know we don't know what's going on inside his head right now we don't but i'm sure he's happy and uh, he'll get a warm reception uh certainly at the beginning so you know hopefully it'll all work out and uh um that would be uh, that'd be a good thing. That would be just a good thing to have him come back. And People do well. will be watching. That's for sure. 